This is episode number 005 of the Reno Slant. Last week was pretty rough. Let's see if we can get back in the win column against the Pac-12. Welcome to the Reno Slant, the podcast for Northern Nevada sports fans, where an award-winning sports writer and his Nevada alum brother discuss Nevada football, Nevada basketball, and, well, pretty much everything else Nevada, except for the Loyalist Chicago tournament game. We don't talk about that. Here are your bro hosts, Adam and Nathan Shaw. All right, we're into it now. It is full on football season. Week two, college football in the books. Week one of NFL season also in the books. It did not go well for Nevada last week in Nashville. 41 10 losers on the road. And truthfully, it probably could have been, maybe even should have been. Uh, a lot worse, so our bad to anyone who took Nevada plus 10.5. Hopefully anyone didn't throw a bill on that game. I don't know who would have done that and maybe even tweeted about it <laughs> before the game started on Saturday. Uh, so we'll share some quick thoughts about that game, put that sucker to bed, and then forget about it probably, hopefully, forever. Uh, we're going to mix it up this week and move slants up to the top of the show. we got a couple new ones, so we're going to mix some of those ones in. And definitely going to do Twitter questions again because that was that was fun last week. And then, as I mentioned, a few others. We're going to save one for the end of the show. We're calling it Random Reno. Reno has a pretty interesting history. So um, Adam and I both found an interesting fact or two. And so we'll start implementing that onto every show. No idea how accurate these facts are. <laughs> we found them online. Uh, but we're just going to go with it. And clearly we need to dig into the Oregon State matchup on Saturday. What does Nevada need to do to win, to be a Power 5 program at Mackey Stadium? Talk about the betting angle, certainly, and give our predictions for the game. Before we jump into all that, we need to share our iTunes 5-star review of the week. And the way you participate in this, obviously, I think the name kind of spoils it. Go on iTunes, leave us a 5-star review. And we still haven't settled on a criteria for this thing yet. Give a review of the show, whether it's funny, whether it's insightful, whether it's, I don't know. <laughs> we still got to figure that out. And the iTunes review of the week this week comes from nobody. We didn't get one iTunes review last week, so we're home. It's good, it's good to be back. We had, a, we had a fun launch, so... Next week, if you want to be on the iTunes or be get a shout out for the iTunes review of the week, you may not be competing with a ton of people, at least not yet. So just go on to iTunes, leave a five star review, and uh, see if you can get some love on the show next week. So we'll share some final thoughts on the Vanderbilt game here in, here in a second. But bro, um, I guess with last week being the first, as I mentioned, the first real full week of football, college all day Saturday, NFL on Sunday. I know you were betting on games. How, how, how did the first full weekend go for you? Ooh, it was ice cold. <laughs> I, I got hammered on Saturday. Just about everything I took didn't hit. It was pretty frustrating sitting at the Tamarack and just watching everything crumble in my hands. Oh, you're at the Tamarack? Yeah, I was chilling out there. I mean, it because the game started so early, I'd place all my bets. So I was hitting a lot of those you know, early Big Ten games, these random little ones. And, Every under. Every single under uh, the Big my Ten. my gosh. Yep. And I, I stayed away from those over-unders because they don't really have those on those cards. But, oh, okay. oh, my gosh, all these, like, random little schools that just, like, reminded me of last year how much I hate them. And I, like, forgot that I hated them. And now I realize that I hate them again. 
<laughs> so how, how many games do you think that you bet on on Saturday? Was it a ton? Was it just a little bit just to get your feet wet again or? Um, well, I mean, off the board, I really only took probably three games off the board. I took a couple teasers. I did a big teaser, but yeah, I mean, that big teaser, you have to pick a ton of games for it to hit, but the spreads are just so favorable. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I found a way to lose. On Sunday, were you doing anything or were you on the couch all day? Uh, I literally just sat on the couch. I did not move. Actually, we had a barbecue at our place, so, um, shout out. Yeah, shout out to Albert. He barbecued a lot of food, a lot of, all that stuff was good. Had a couple beers, uh, a couple well, margaritas. Actually, yeah, a couple margs were made too. So, but other than that, it was just pretty much chilling. I was still hurting from all losing all that money <laughs> on Saturday, so I didn't, I didn't touch the book Sunday. Bro, on Sunday we went golfing in the morning, and our plan was, okay, we'll play golf really quick. Hopefully, get back <laughs> in time to catch me at the end of the first quarter. And we ended up not finishing until like eleven. So it was okay. early third quarter, but that we were playing and there was like a three hole stretch. This is obviously houses on the course. Someone mm-hmm. was clearly Scott Hansen listening the to the game. They had people over and I'm like, it was like hole 13. And at that point I was mentally, I was done. Like I'm done. Well, th- I need to be on the couch. I need you watching this. What am I doing out here right now? Well, did you see that video on Twitter, that little clip that, of he, that he posted where it's like before even the games, I think it was a couple of days before even on Sunday, and it was just him standing in the studio, and he's just like, football. He yeah. looks around. Yeah. Football. He's just like, you could. oh, man, I got amped. I, I think I tweeted about it also because that was – it like makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. <laughs> and I think I, I think I had like uh, – I think it was three people. I got Snapchats at 9.58. And I, they all came at the same time. I, I, the, I, said, I can guarantee you these are people screenshotting or saying videos of the countdown for Red Dead. Yeah, the, the countdown <laughs> until it starts. Yeah, best feeling. Oh, yeah, man. the absolute I, best feeling. Better than your birthday. No question. <laughs> no question. I'll, I'll choose the first NFL Sunday Red Zone over my birthday 10 out of 10 times. 100 out of 100 times. Always. Stupid take, stupid take on my part. My bad. It was. That was terrible. <laughs> That was terrible. <laughs> Dude, today's um, – we're recording this Wednesday night, as always, per usual. Today's National Video Game Day. Did you know that? I was not aware of that. I I, 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 I know where you stand on video games. What's your thought on video games before we jump into this? Are you playing much uh, anymore? I can't even remember the last time I touched a video game, but I used to be super big into Call of Duty. I mean, you knew that. Right. When we played the the Nazi Zombies, yep. that, was a, that was a great game. But, yeah, no, nah, I mean – it's probably been since freshman, sophomore year of college that I've been messing with an Xbox or a PlayStation. I got a buddy down. I don't, I don't think you've met Evan. He plays he plays Chell NHL all the time. So I'll play Chell every once in a while and just get my ass kicked. What do you call What are you calling it? It's Chell. Called, it's called Chell, bro. You're not a gamer what? anymore. Oh my god. You're not a gamer. When I think of video games, honestly, the highlight of video games for me was Mario Kart N64 as a kid. Well, that's just a classic one. I guess, okay, I guess I've played it more recently because I have played Mario Kart in the last couple years. It, like, I feel like our generation got really good at taking things we did as kids and then turning it into drinking events. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just Birio what Kart, else, whatever you what, want to call it. What else are you going to do? What's your strategy on Birio Kart? I don't think we've ever played together. My strategy is just slamming as fast as I can because then you're already behind. Then you're getting the blue shells and you're getting the yep. lightnings, the stars. You're yep. getting everything. Yep. Your beer's already gone. Yep. And, and I'm towed, so I'm already the fastest guy. That's absolutely the strategy. Chug your beer at the beginning. Power through it. 
the game is going to help you out, give you some stars and lightnings, and then you'll be back in it before the end of the first lap. Exactly. That's, that's what you got to do. And, but it kind of takes away from it because then if everyone starts doing it, then it's then it takes then it's not as cool. Well, then it's up know. to us to make then it's up to us to make a twist. Got to make a rule. It should, it should be like you should have to finish your beer on the third lap. But yeah, then, I, but then you would just save a little tiny. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. Let, let's start talking football. We got we got <laughs> digging football. So last week was a tough one for Nevada on the road, obviously at, at Vandy. We both wrote down a couple things that. I guess that we take away from a game like that. I'll, I'll let you start. What, what did you make of the loss? Well, first off, I want to tail back on what we started. I want to thank the team. I lost a fresh bill in the morning. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good, it was a good way to start Strong Saturday. Start to the weekend. Um, yeah. And the side of it is I felt so confident making that bet. Like, cause the oh, spread was, ten, you always the do? spread. Well, the spread was 10. Then there were, it was 10 and a half. And I was like, Oh, those suckers are giving me the hook. <laughs> I was like, this is just taking candy from a sat down, ordered myself a nice screw screwdriver. I was like, oh, this is gonna be great. And it didn't go that well. But they they missed uh, on the 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 half point card, they missed on the teaser, they yeah. missed on the pleaser, they missed on every bet you could have possibly taken a bet on. I don't want to talk about it anymore. So way to go. <laughs> but I guess right. if we go down into it, the one thing I took away was uh you know, Nevada, the defense in the first half was great. I mean, they, I think it was three fourth down stops, um, like in their own territory in the first half. I don't know if it was, th- they had one turnover on downs and they had no, a fumble. It was at least two fourth down. I'm pretty sure it was two stops in the red zone. Okay. Well, we'll go with two, but basically what happened, uh, the thing I'm taking away from that is that when you got into the second half of the game, that's where it just, the defense just kind of was getting mowed over and it just wasn't going to happen. It's kind of that initial excitement, right. you know, was definitely worn away by then. Right. Uh, I mean, the score at the half was 17-10. And even I said that it was easy to get caught up in that because they had the awesome drive at the end of the first half to get within 17-10, within a score. And you're getting the ball back to start the second half. You're feeling good about things. And I even said, all right, game on. Here we go. Score, first drive of the second half. And then who knows what's going to happen the rest of the way. But it was very clear that it was a Mountain West team on the road playing against an SEC team in the second half. Yeah. Uh, we talked a lot on the show last week about Nevada hanging, hanging around up front. Like that was going to be a big thing in this game. It's Nevada smaller front versus an SEC front. And we really saw that come to fruition in the second half. I mean, Vanderbilt really just started mowing over mm-hmm. Nevada up front. And that's how you get a, I think it was 17 nothing. Nevada got outscored in the third quarter. Um, one of the things that I took away from that, certainly I tweeted about this and someone got mad at me at Twitter. I love it. You have to be a little upset or disappointed in the offense. I mean, you're, yeah, it's on the road. Yeah. It's an SEC opponent. Yes. It's an early start. There's a lot of excitement about this, this unit this year. They just put up 72. Yes. It was against Portland state, but it's 72 points. Nonetheless, where they did whatever they wanted. And I think we all expected Nevada to show a little bit more than they showed against Mm -hmm. Vanderbilt. I mean, 10 total points, only five and a half yards per passing attempt, 34 rushing yards total. They turned the ball over four times. Vanderbilt's looked pretty good defensively early um, against not SEC caliber offenses. So one of the things I took away from it was I think offensively um, hard to not be at least a little bit disappointed in the effort. Yeah. And I mean, you saw it too, like right before half, they marched down and scored a touchdown. And I remember watching that and being like, 
this is what the offense can do. Like, this is right. the potential. I mean, it, it was just frustrating because that was, I felt like going into halftime, that was a complete, you know, shift of, uh, it was a huge drive. Uh, no question. That yeah, was, it was, that a, hu- was a huge, huge drive. drive. You got momentum and going so, to the locker room. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The momentum shift. And so, you know, as a, you know, everybody in the casino, everybody I was around, you know, everybody gets jacked up and stuff because they just did that going to the half. Now we got, you know, now we're starting off. Third quarter will be good. And then it was just a complete nope. flop nope. in the second half. Second half yep. was a dud. Yeah. All right. What else you got? Uh, that's pretty much what I was going to go on with, uh, was just that the second half, I mean, it almost looked like that the team, it almost looked like the team didn't want to be there. Vanderbilt's, <laughs> Van, Van, I mean, they started running away with it. They couldn't stop them on third down. The offense was doing nothing. It just, it, it got, it got ugly to watch. Yeah. I, I, I tweeted about this also. I, I said at a certain point, I think it was in the late third quarter. I said at a certain point now, it's like, all right, let's just get on the plane. No one gets hurt. It's clear what's mm-hmm. happening here. Um, didn't even need to play the fourth quarter. I mean, Nevada really, no else, no other way to say it just got owned in the second yeah. half. Vanderbilt just kind of ran over him. One of the things I took away, um, this is something that I talked about on last week's show. I talked about it in our first show going to the Portland State game. I said, hey, Portland State's got a pretty good tight end. Nevada linebackers, Malik Reed hasn't played the position before, now playing in coverage. Uh, Vanderbilt's tight end, Jared Pinkney, that's the second straight game. Nevada's given up a big game to a tight end. He had four grabs for 98 yards. I think the Portland State kid had Three grabs for 130, something like that. So for the second straight week, uh, tight ends gave Nevada problems and sticking with defensively, especially the linebacker position, a huge takeaway is Gabe Sewell gets hit with a targeting call. He's going to miss the first half against Oregon State. That unit is certainly going to feel that on Saturday. I mean, that's really, um, the guy, at least for the linebacker, linebacking unit, um, in terms of experience, in terms of setting up plays, calling plays from the middle. Of of the defense, really, uh, that one hurts. Mm-hmm. Big time. Yeah, it's gonna be a big loss. All right, we're gonna start this week's show with slants as opposed to digging into the matchup this week. We're just experimenting with this. This is show number five. Um, we'll see how it goes. Some big news this week, um, especially for those of us um, probably twenty twenty eight and under, twenty nine under. Not to be exclusive, those mm-hmm. who are over. That, that age, but, uh, Mac Miller dying of an overdose. Um, I don't think there were, there weren't a lot of people who at least weren't familiar with Mac Miller. There were a ton of us who definitely listened to Mac Miller. Yeah. Um, we were talking about this before we came on. I mean, you and I, we can't list every single one of his albums. We can't listen to one of his albums and start, you know, wrapping up all the lyrics, but we listened to him. He was the source of, um, entertainment for a lot of pregames. <laughs> yeah, that, that's for, for sure. That's for sure. A, a lot of Mac Miller pregames. I think my, my, what I remember most about listening to Mac Miller, it's so funny how with music you have memories, like certain songs take you to certain places. We were talking about, uh, Phil Collins on last show. He reminds mm-hmm. us of running out or football pregames in high school. Um, or, Game, pregame for football games, different pregame. And Mac Miller for me, I think it was my sophomore year driving from Tacoma to Cheney, Washington. We're going to go party at Eastern Washington for a weekend. I remember listening to Mac Miller the entire way. And that is like one of the things I, that I just remember clearly in my mind about Mac Miller. It was in the winter. It was freezing cold, but it was sunny out in Cheney. So we both put together a list of some of our favorite Mac Miller songs. Um, I'll let you go first. What What are your some of your? My number one is Frick Park Market. <laughs> Frick Park Market. I don't see. I don't even know that song. 
Yeah, it's just one of those, another one of those pregame songs. It's the I'm I'm absolutely not gonna sing it <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just uh just a nice little uh, it's one of those perfect pregame songs. Yeah, just gets gets everybody going. All right, I'll start with number three. It's along the same lines. It's an absolute banger. I loved this song. I still do. I still listen to it somewhat frequently. Is Party on Fifth Ave. Yeah. And everyone who knows Mac, even people who just kind of are familiar with them, will, will at least recognize Party on Fifth Ave. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second one, not not taking a stance on any politics here, but he's got a song called Donald Trump. <laughs> that's that's another good one as well. Bro, Shop Squad. I had Donald Trump at number two also. Hey, right there. <laughs> Both number two. That's funny. That's right. And what's your, what's your favorite? The third one, actually, I had a different song and I was work, I was at the gym before this and, um, it's up all night. Yep. That's, uh, yep. So that's, that's the third and final that's, one. That's, that's another banger. I had for my favorite, I basically said the entire kids mixtape. Uh, kids is an acronym, kicking incredibly dope shit, senior mm-hmm. skip day, the spins, knock, knock. <laughs> I um, forgot about the spins. That's cool, such a good cool, song. The spins is great. Kool Aid and Frozen Pizza. It was kind mm-hmm. of really the big song from that mixtape. So that entire mixtape, I think that came out like the end of my freshman year in college. And so that entire mixtape for me, like when I listen to Mac Miller, when I think about Mac Miller, I think about really those songs. That sounds about right. Cause I remember visiting you a couple times in college and I remember Mac was playing yeah. a lot. Yeah, for sure. So not to get too, too sentimental, but obviously really sad. A lot of us listen to Mac Miller. Um, and he was 26. Man, I mean, I'm 27. You're, what are you, 21, 19? Four. 24. 24, but 25 yeah. coming up. So, I mean, that, that's right in between us. And yeah, crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So sad. All right. Um, moving on to some more fun stuff. Games of the weekend. Weekend two, really, of a full football slate, college, NFL. We'll start with college. Mm-hmm. Other than than Nevada, Oregon State, what are some games you're looking forward to this weekend? Yeah, so we'll stay away from Nevada, Oregon State. I tried to stay away from the Washington game, um, but my big one that I can't wait to watch is LSU versus Auburn. Yeah, huge SEC well, matchup. Massive, massive SEC matchup. LSU uh, obviously just ran Miami. Mm-hmm. I think that was was that last week or two weeks ago. I think that was the opener. For- I think that was the opener, but you, you, you can't hate Coach O. I love Coach O. Every time they interview him, it's just, his voice is hilarious. The Tigers. Yeah, exactly. Just so deep. Uh, and then it would just be interesting. Auburn's a great team too. Obviously, you know, try not to hate him we too much. We don't talk about they, that. We don't talk about the, the, the yeah. opener with Auburn. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. No, well, okay. We'll leave, we'll leave it at that. My college game's LSU Auburn. What do you got? Okay. I got a few. Um, obviously LSU Auburn, a huge one. We, we, we'll try to stay away from Washington, but Washington at Utah, it's a night game. Um, for you and I will care about this more than I think a lot of people listening. Um, mm-hmm. but really that's a big matchup in the Pac-12 early in the, in, in yeah. the season. Uh, last time Washington was at Utah, we were there. College game day was there. Dante oh, Pettis, who had a sick touchdown for the Niners this weekend, by the way, mm-hmm. um, had the, the punt return with about a minute and a half left to win it. I am nervous about that game. I don't feel it, great. Yeah, I, I mean, great. <laughs> it's 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 hard, right? I mean, like UW. I mean, they didn't. They played all right. I thought they didn't play. You know, they definitely had some mistakes against Auburn. North. I mean, they played North Dakota or North Dakota State last week. They didn't look great so, in that game. Yeah, I saw Browning's numbers didn't look that good. So I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm I haven't I I'm gonna say I haven't looked too much into it, but I'm not 
confident in UW like I was three years ago or four years ago when they made the the, the playoffs. That was, two, that was two years ago, dude. Oh, man. I am just out of it. Yikes. Yikes. All right, some other games I'm looking forward to on Saturday. Number 17, Boise at number 24, Oklahoma State. A lot of people saying Boise State is the best team in the group of five this year. It's hard to disagree with how they've played so far. But now you're going on the road. You're playing the Big Ten against a ranked team. Um, for Boise, obviously, they're they're thinking New Year's Six, uh, one of those bowl games. So that's a big one for Boise State and the Mountain West at large, really. Another Some other big games for the Mountain West this weekend. Fresno State at UCLA. I haven't looked at the spread today. Last night I looked. Fresno was favored by a point and a half at UCLA, which is kind of interesting. And another big one, San Diego State at home against Herm Edwards and the mighty Arizona State Sun Devils. They beat Michigan State number 15 at home last weekend. So Herm Edwards, that whole weird thing of him being the CEO instead of the head coach, um, mm-hmm. got another fun game, I think, against San Diego State. So um, what do they, you they look? They look good against Michigan State. If Arizona State's for real, I'm going to be so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, some NFL games you're looking forward to. Uh, I kept it nice and light. I just picked one game each okay. each day. So right. the one I'm looking forward to is AFC Championship rematch. Yep. Patriots versus Jags. For sure. Um, I definitely think Doug Marone and Bortles are going to be be a little smarter this time and be more aggressive in the fourth quarter and actually try to win the game. But um, we'll see how it goes. I th- I like. I mean, who do you like? I just want, who do you like? I, I actually haven't even looked at the spread of that game, but I think the pass just, was favored by like a point and a half last I looked. Oh my god! Of course it would be like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with my. I'm going with my heart. I'm taking the Jags. I don't know. The Jags probably could have lost on Sunday yeah. against the Giants. Hey, I mean, it's always it's always hard to go against the Patriots. They're just a well-oiled machine. They are clockwork. All right, um, games I'm looking forward to: Chiefs at Steelers. That's a fun AFC matchup. Kansas City looked unbelievable last week. Patrick Mahomes. Holmes. My homes. I mean, he's my dude. I, I I haven't won in my leagues. I don't know, and I loved it. Um, Pittsburgh did not look awesome last week. Uh, anytime you play the Browns and you don't leave with a win, that's a disappointing performance. <laughs> uh, Eagles at Bucks. This game I wouldn't have cared about, but now I find myself being interested in it. Eagles didn't look great in their win over Atlanta in the opener last Thursday. Tampa Bay. Ryan Fitzpatrick, electric. Where the <laughs> hell did that come from? This Fitz magic stuff. Oh my gosh! And you, you There's... know, you know he's gonna go out next week and throw like four picks. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like the coach came out, and was all pumped on it, and that's literally what I thought. I was like, this is just a one game thing. I was like, this guy is gonna get. I don't care who he's playing the next. I didn't know they were playing the Eagles. I'm like, he's gonna get lit up. He's gonna throw five picks. He's gonna look like Nathan Peterman out there. And instead, he looked like Joe Montana. I, I, that was weird. Yeah. And well, that that was the. Do you know that that was the biggest spread on Sunday? Be wary, <laughs> be wary of the big spread in divisional games. Yeah. Like that's just. I think that I honestly think it was nine and a half. It was pretty big. Uh, Saints did not cover. Other game I'm looking forward to or interested in is Minnesota at Green Bay. Um. I think everyone saw Aaron Rodgers and whatever the hell that was 
on Saturday Night Football. I think that was a little bit more Paul Pierce than anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so we'll we'll see if he if he can put any weight on that knee this week. But now he's got the Minnesota defense that knows he's getting the ball out quick. Knows he's not going to be as mobile. Um, I like the Vikings a lot in that game. I I haven't seen the spread yet. Um, is it? Sorry, I didn't catch. Is it in Minnesota or is it in, in Lambeau? It's at Lambeau, which obviously mm-hmm. helps. But I, I like the Vikings in that game straight up. Yeah, the Vikings D looked good last week. Um, a, a slant we haven't implemented yet, but we're gonna start this week is 30 second gambling or fantasy football complaint. So no one wants to hear about anyone else's fantasy football team, but we'll give 30 seconds to each other or gambling. Cause Adam certainly sounds like he has his share of fantasy <laughs> complaints this weekend. So do you want to go first or, or should I go first here? So, so I got to knock all three of mine out in 30 seconds. You got third. I got my cell phone out. I got the timer. Are you ready? Okay. Ready? Go. I hate the Cowboys. I hate Dak Prescott. You guys are so overrated. K-State losing at home by 21 to Mississippi State on a 19.5 Big T spread. I couldn't believe it. And my fantasy team is back. I'm horrible. I hate Tyreek Hill. I already want football season to be over. Oh, you guys did that pretty quick. That was, that was 20 seconds. There we go. You, start, that's all you I, started that's, strong. That's all I needed. You, start, you bet on the Cowboys? I don't want to talk I about it. I could have told you though, the Cowboys are going to stink out loud this year. I had them on the teaser. I'm sitting there. I'm looking at I, the Panthers are plus two and a half. I think it was. And the Cowboys are plus eight and a half or no. What that? What was the spread? Yeah, it was plus eight and a half because they lost 24 to whatever. They looked bad. And I'm, oh my gosh. They, they were horrible. Bad. Yeah. Yes. There's my, uh, there's my 30. I'm ready to leave last week <laughs> in the rear view mirror. All right. Um, I did not bet last week, um, but I did. Obviously, I'm in two fantasy leagues this year. What, what are you in? You're in five. Uh, I'm in. So I thought I was in four. I'm only in three. Oh, okay. that's still, not still, as bad. It's still too many, but I'm in yeah. three. So I'm in two. We have our Reno league, which is the league that you and I, you and I are in together with our buddies, and then I also have a league with a bunch of my college buddies. My league with my college buddies went awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I look great this week. My league with my Reno buddies, uh, you included, did not. So ready, go. I drafted LaShawn McCoy against my gut instinct. The Bills are going to suck this year. You're going to throw the ball a million times. I draft LaShawn McCoy, 2.1 points in the opener. Thanks, LaShawn. Chris Hogan, he's the Pats' go-to guy this year. He's supposed to be their receiver. What does he do for me? One grab, 11 yards. Thanks for nothing, Chris Hogan. Travis Kelsey, one of the best tight ends in the game. What does he do? One grab, six yards. Sick, Travis Kelsey. And then, oh, my one sure thing, I got New Orleans playing the Bucks and Ryan Fitzpatrick at home. I'm going to start their defense. What do they do? Minus nine. Minus nine. That's past past time. I, I, I got just as mad talking about it again. It's my worst fantasy week, I think, ever. I think I scored 50 points. <laughs> Oh, brutal. It was, it was fun watching that, uh, watching your, pro- I mean, the projections are whatever, but it was fun watching your projection total just doing drop, drop, oh, drop, God, drop. It was so bad. <laughs> yeah, it so was bad. not, not, fantasy not a good football, week. Fantasy football recommendation or fantasy football thought real quick. You should get points for PIs earned by your wide receivers. Cause I have, mm. I have Brandon Cooks in one of my leagues. And he got like 80 yards of pass interference calls on Monday Night Football against Oakland. And you get nothing for that. I think you should get something. Yeah, that's an interesting take. That's an interesting thought. You don't like it? Mm, 
Screw you. You suck. All right. Yeah. Twi- Twitter. <laughs> we'll, ju- we'll jump into Twitter questions. Uh, these are questions from, from the listeners, from you guys. Uh, enjoy getting these every week. If you want to get one in next week, all you got to do is tweet us at the Reno Slant. Uh, we'll put these questions. Well, we usually put out a, a feeler on what's tonight, Wednesday on Tuesday night to give you guys a heads up. Hey, we're taking these questions now. So the best ones we get, we will read on the show. Fake Matt Mummy. Um, he had an interesting one this week, a thinker. Why did the Wolfpack put numbers on the side of the helmet this year? You got a take on this? Um, do they have some sort of Cleveland Brown thing going on? Like you got to earn your number and like <laughs> guys that don't, don't suit up, don't get numbers or something like that. It was something that not a lot of people knew coming into the season. I certainly didn't. They kind of announced it like right before the season started. Like, Hey, we're doing numbers. Mm-hmm. On the side of the helmet this year. So my, my thought was, I, I have two, two thoughts on this. One, Nevada clearly is going for a more traditional look. Not a lot of fancy schmancy. So helmet on the number. I don't know if you can get more traditional than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thought I would, I had is everyone was so mad about the uniforms, the Adidas uniforms and ah, they're so ugly. The worst things ever. They put the numbers on the helmet to distract people from the uniforms. That's actually not a bad idea. Hey, pretty good, huh? Okay. I, I, I could back that you, up. You can go with that? I kind of like okay. that one a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think that one's the least likely, but it's the most fun to think about. Yeah. Now I'll support that full-hearted to the death now. Uh, Austin asked, is stadium food ever worth it? Any favorites you wouldn't mind getting despite the price? So depends on your state of your condition. If you're if you're sober, abs- absolutely not. It's not worth it. Go to the wall. Go to Archie's before you come in or before you. It's worth waiting until the end because I mean, the stadium food just. I mean, every time I've gone something, I've always just kind of been like, "Damn it!" I paid fifty dollars for this. Yeah. Exactly. But if you have, you know, enjoyed your Saturday, had a couple to drink, definitely hot dog is always my go-to. That get you get you right back in it real quick. So that's what I'd say. Depends on your state of mind, but if you're drinking like most people, get a hot dog. No question. It depends how drunk you are. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you're drunk and you've been sitting in the, in the bleachers in the sun for two hours and you're starting to die, we've all been there. We've yep. all been there. Then it's time to invest in a stadium hot dog. I'm, yep, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a hot dog guy too. Or food, beverage wasn't included. I I will never say don't go buy a beer. I'll, yeah, never, sometimes- I'll, I'll, I'll never say it. Sometimes I, will say, I will I will complain. I'll say I can't really pay twenty dollars for a beer. I'll I'll complain about it, but I'll do it. <laughs> but he'll he'll, he'll drink it. <laughs> I've always said this. Like why why don't fan bases just say, All right, this week everyone pregame super hard, no one buy a beer at the stadium. Like gut it out for three and a half hours, see how the team responds. See the drop prices, because it is truly ridiculous how much they're charging for it. You can get a case of beer. For uh-huh. less money than it costs to buy one beer at a stadium. That's how they get you. Stupid. All right. This question, you, you're going to get far more joy out of this one than I am from Jake. We know Jake. Jake, you suck, but I guess thanks for asking the question. I, I suppose what change is Nathan going to make to his fantasy lineup? So he stops. He said stops laying ducks. I think he meant to say stop, stops laying eggs. Mm-hmm. I think that's what he's going with. Um, yeah. So for me, I'm not changing anything. I changed my team name. My team name was Luck Needed. I changed my team name to More Luck Needed because I do have Andrew Luck. 
I'm going to say that the team name, the team change, the change of the team name, there it is, is going to be the key for me this week. You know, I was going to say that you were going to do a lot less uh, tinkering and a lot more complaining. So oh, I'm it's always gonna, down to complain. That's what I'm saying. So I'm looking forward to it because your team obviously had an awful start. And so I'm looking forward to the team just tanking. And like I said, uh, I do these predictions in our league every week. And what I, I set an over under for five and a half weeks. I said before Nathan's, before he realizes his team is just awful and he pretty much clocks out. That is, I said, that is so lame though, because I've been good the last few years. That, that's, that's brutal. You're only, you've told me growing up, you're only as good as your last game and your last game was awful. So hence, you're awful. I hate that logic. <laughs> All right. The, the last question. Um, is from some girl named Tara. I have no idea who that could be. Um, she said, if you had to drink one brand of beer for the rest of your life, what would it be? Also, again, I don't know who this Tara character is. Also, Nathan, what's up, babe? Ooh. What's up? I feel like I shouldn't even comment on this. <laughs> She's, um, definitely not my girlfriend who I live with down here in Vegas. I don't, I don't know who this Tara person could be. It definitely is. Um, Weirdo. so brand of beer that I would go with, <sighs> my, my <laughs> gut is telling me, and I'm going to get judged so hard for this is Coors Light. It's what I drank in college. It's what I know. It's, you can drink a lot. College is about quantity instead of quality. And Coors Light was that beer. You can drink a lot of it and not be super full. Um, so I'm, I'm torn between Coors Light, but if I'm going to go something a little classier, a little more upper echelon, I'm going to go Stella. Stella. All right. So That's I'll, not I'll bad. Go, I'll go Coors Light or Stella. Where are I'll you let, going? Do I have, do you have to pick a, a single beer or can I pick a brewery? You got to pick a single beer, bro. Okay. Lagunitas IPA. Right, Lock it up. Bad. You love IPAs. Yeah, my problem with IPAs is you drink two of them, and it's like, I need to go throw up to go make room for two more of these things. You got to get a little hair in your chest, and then you'll understand. I got more hair in my chest than you. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we took our time going through slams. That was a lot of fun. We need to dig into, finally, Nevada, Oregon State, uh, Saturday afternoon. Uh, I think a four, I believe a 4 o'clock kick. Um, we both did some research, so... I will go first, actually. I've been letting you go first the entire show. We both did some research, learned a few things about the Beavs. Uh, I'll start with, after two games, it's super early, obviously, the Beavs are on a historic pace offensively, at least historic for their program. They're on pace for 6,246 yards of total offense. They played Ohio State in the opener. They gave up 77 points. Good Lord. But they scored 31, so they scored some points in that one. And then last week they beat uh, Southern Utah at home 48-25. And they are absolutely running the hell out of the ball right now. Um, even when you're down big at Ohio State, they're still racking up a ton of yards um, on the ground. They're actually number 21 in the country right now. Um, yes, again, super small sample size, but 278 rushing yards a game right now. Uh, we'll talk about, about their true freshman running back who had an absolute stat day last week. They also have a running back, uh, Artavis Pierce, a little bit older. Um, he's played well through two games, but he is not going to play on Saturday. He has an elbow injury. He's going to be out a month. So it's going to be, uh, Jamar Jefferson and some guys with, Far fewer carries this year, but really the main main thing I'm, I want to get to here is that um, Oregon State's offense has been pretty good early in the season. 
Yeah, so I'll, fi- I'll follow up real quick, just t- tap on onto what you were saying. Jameer Jefferson last week against Southern Utah, he had the single-game rushing TD record for Oregon State with four touchdowns, yep. and he was able to rack up, just him alone, 238 yards. Yeah, so rushing, I- they, they, were able to get, they were able to get the ball moving on the ground last week. Yeah, I think I saw that was number three in Oregon State's history for most rushing yards in a game. So um, they're moving the ball offensively. The second thing I have is Oregon State is obviously Oregon State and Nevada haven't played a ton. Three and O all time against Nevada. The last time they played was September fourth, nineteen ninety nine. Uh, Nevada was up thirteen seven at half, I believe, and they ended up losing twenty eight thirteen. The kind of funny thing about that game is. So Oregon State won that game, went on to finish that year 7-5. and five. That, finishing the year with a winning record, ended a streak of 28 straight years with a losing record. That's awful. How do you go 28 straight years and not stumble into a 6-5? and five? That's really bad. Could you imagine the people that were like, you know, probably seven or eight years old when they start remembering things, and that's when they start rooting for Oregon State. And then the next twenty-eight years, they do that bad, bad. You're in your mid-thirties by the time they have a winning record. Oh my god, that's pretty brutal. Yeah, uh, I got just to recap last year. Uh, their overall record, they were one and eleven. They were zero and nine in conference. And then to start the year off, before they even kicked their first game, they got in trouble with the NCAA. Uh, it sounds, I was reading a little bit of it last night. It sounds like it was a blunder and it was kind of a mistake and obviously not purposely done. But Oregon eh. State, uh, eh. the stuff I was, the stuff I was reading last night, they said that, the, uh, they said that they're pretty positive. Like there's no way Oregon State would be that stupid because they sent it, if they were sent it to private addresses, they could have like obviously said, you know, maybe it was a mistake and it wasn't, but they literally sent letters to the University of Hawaii. Sent it to Hawaii's doors. <laughs> and so obviously the NCAA even thought that they were not dumb enough to do that purposely and just gave, gave them a secondary violation. But so last hey. year was off. <laughs> hey, it, let's do something so dumb that no one would believe that's what we're actually trying to do. I actually love the move. Right under their noses. I, I never, love they'd it. never, they'd never suspect it. Hiding in plain sight. We're going to address, address this to Hawaii football and the attention is going to be Please show the entire team. And the picture well, is just come play for Oregon State. Well, they had the in picture our rich of, Yeah, they had the pictures of the letter last night online. I was looking at it. And that's literally what I was thinking. I was like, all right. I was like, I like to think that humans are somewhat smart, especially if you're running some sort of recruitment or if you're a coach or some nope, sort of they're not. I'm like they're I'm like, not. oh my I'm like, that is just a bonehead <laughs> move if that <laughs> I couldn't believe it. But yeah, that's, I, that's I love the strategy. I love this strategy. Um, and then the last um, thing I got, so the offense, is met, we, we both mentioned them pretty good early in the season. Defensively, that has not been the case at all. Obviously, you open the year at Ohio State, things are not going to go well for you, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but even against Southern Utah, they weren't very good defensively. Uh, they gave up, four, what was it? I have it written down somewhere here. 488 yards for Southern Utah. Oregon State, or Ohio State, 721 yards they gave up. So yeah, that, they got that. absolutely shredded. So again, it's super early in the year. It's hard to dig in like national rankings where they stand with this stuff. It's kind of funny. In terms of total yards per game allowed defensively of 128 Division One programs in NCAA football, Oregon State is number 126. 
Right where they want to be. <laughs> right where they want to be. They're giving up 51 points per game. That's number 125 in the nation. And just kind of big picture, we talked about this in our season preview show. Uh, Oregon State has lost 20 straight games on the road. Like, are we just going to slide that under the rug and ignore it? Like, think that's not even a thing. Like, they haven't won a road game since 2014. Yeah, that's got to be obviously something that's going to stick out like a sore thumb if you're going that long <laughs> without winning on the road. Because I'd be curious to see some of the road games they had. Obviously, this year, you know, Ohio State, that's a tough one or whatnot. But, like, I would be curious to see what some of those games were between now and 2014 to see if there were some small – there had to be some small smaller opponents in there. Yeah, you would think. And they've just been, like – they've been the worst team in the Pac-12 for the last yeah. few years. Yeah, they've been getting mowed. Alright, a, a new, uh, spot we want to add into the show is our favorite player on the other roster. So, we both did a little research, a little clicking around. I'm gonna go first again. I'll, I'll be that guy. I have a couple ones that jumped out to me. Uh, both are guys that play. So the first one is Gus Lavaca. I think that's how you pronounce his last <laughs> name. 6'4", 350, left guard. So big dude. He is part of an acapella group on the football team with three other players. He was just the first guy that I saw, so he gets the nod this week. If I would have found any of the other guys, they would have gotten the nod. And their acapella group name is the Poly Notes. Poly so Notes, huh? They're obviously Polynesian. I'm sure they're probably bomb. And I just, I just can't hear acapella group and not think about Here Comes Trouble and Andy Bernard. Oh, so you think uh, – that's a good point. See, I think of Pitch Perfect. <laughs> oh, I, I went oh, yeah. straight to the outside. I didn't even think about Pitch Perfect. Oh, yeah. That is a good one. Right, George Michael. Guy. Faith. Um, so I just picked it. I literally sorted the roster. I found the heaviest dude I could find. The I love this guy. I love it. Very bottom. So his name is uh, – he's from – I think it was the, somewhere in Samoa or somewhere right around – I can't remember. Yeah. One of those little islands in the Pacific. Um, his name was Elu Aiden. So, hey, what's up, Elu Aiden? Um, yep. He is 6'3", 378 pounds. <laughs> so, he, he's got some mass he's lugging around. 6'3", uh, 378? Yeah. Uh, I just he, wish he was a little bit shorter. That's what I was honestly hoping for. I was like, please be 5'11". Like, <laughs> be, I was like, don't hit six foot. But, yeah, junior defensive tackle. His... His stats, I mean, I think he, he's gotten like five tackles this year, so it doesn't sound like he's in a whole lot of action, but he's, you know, he's, he's right in the, the sweet spot. You're he's getting a couple plays. pushing four bills. Can you imagine how that <laughs> feels landing on top of you? If I'm him, oh. I'm just laying, I'm laying down every play. <laughs> you're gonna speed, plug, you're gonna be a speed bump. You're, you're gonna plug a hole somewhere. Oh, I actually like that. Not a bad move. Okay. Um, I have an honorable mention. This guy's name is, so I had to write out how you actually pronounce it. His name is Yanni. Demo Gerontis. Yanni Demo Gerontis. Big right guard, and I just saw his name and it made me think of the Laurel and Yanni thing. So, how many, how tired did that guy get of that joke when that became a, how, it was like a month ago? I how bet you tired that, did that guy get? We should I bet Laurel. you. I bet you anything that guy was considering transferring and then realizing that if he transferred no matter where he went, that that was the joke that was going to happen. I think we should call him Laurel. I'm, I mean, I'm good with calling him Laurel. Here I am looking at his name written down, and I'm, I'm actually, now that, I, now that I'm thinking about it, now I'm looking at it, I'm seeing Laurel. That Laurel and Young. That thing was, that thing was obnoxious though. I, I hated when those things, like that, and the, when the dress came on or whatever. You that, can't tell me it wasn't weird though. It was weird, but I don't like it. What did you hear? 
What did you hear? Real quick. I can't remember. I think I heard Laurel. I think I heard Laurel also. I think I listened to it once and just got pissed. Yeah, I think I heard Laurel also. All right. Key matchups in this game. Um, I went first last couple times. What are some ones that you're looking at on Saturday? So, so the first one, this is for our 21 under listeners. Uh, it's something I'm going to pay Ooh. attention to. Key matchup. It's not going to be on the field. It's going to be in the stands. I love it. It is going to be the underagers versus the cops. <laughs> so, so one of my favorite all times is being looking around and seeing kids get that oh shit look when they realize that they're in trouble and that they their fake is not going to get them past the law. And so that's my first key matchup. How shifty are these freshmen and sophomores? Not only a staple at Mackey Stadium, but a staple at college stadiums around the country. Mm-hmm. That's college yep. football, baby. I only think it helps because Nevada is one of the few stadiums that sells alcohol. So, you know, it's fairly – not that I've had any experience. It's fairly no, easy not. to get beer with a fake ID, <laughs> but it's still just as hard to fool the cops <laughs> inside the stadium as it is out. <laughs> that, that, that's, a, that's a great one to look forward to. That's yep. a, it's a great angle. I love it. <laughs> um, I am going more on the field with this one. It's just, it's the second straight week Nevada's paying, playing a power five opponent. We saw what happened in the second half last week against Vanderbilt. So can Nevada be a little bit more effective, hang around a little bit more with the big bodies up front? It got ugly in the second half last week. The Beavs aren't massive up front, although we got our, our boy, six, three, four hundred pounds. <laughs> playing defense attack. I don't we don't know how much he plays exactly. But um can Nevada hang around a little bit in the in the trenches. The Beavs are extremely experienced on the offensive line. It's part of the reason they've been so successful running the ball. Defensively, not some huge, huge dude. So I'm curious to see how Nevada does in the trenches in this one. Mm-hmm. Um I got basically you know, I've t- I was telling you before that I don't want to go on, keep saying the slow start, slow start thing. So I'm going to say that it's just ultimately the offense versus Oregon State's D. Like you, uh, Oregon State got chewed up by Ohio State. We used to 700 something yards. Even at Southern. points too. Yeah, just a obnoxious amount. So it'll be, I'll be curious to see basically how the offense bounces back. Cause I mean, they got, they obviously know that it was not the performance that they wanted last week. Right. So, you know, you're still playing power five, but. The offense is what I'm going to be. Because I think for you know the first half, the defense, in my opinion, looked pretty good. So I'll be curious to see how the offense comes out. One of the things I'm curious about, I did a little more digging into this one. Um, I thought We talked about third down a little bit last week. Third down is going to be huge in this game, especially when Nevada's defense is on the field. Um, Nevada, again, really small sample size. So it's hard to go off like where the teams rank in, in the country statistically in certain areas. But Nevada is only allowing conversions on 22.6% of third downs. That's number eight in the country. Super early in the season again, but they've been very good on third down early in the season. Oregon State offensively on third down is only converting 37% of the time, which is 91 or 91st in the country. So on third down, when Nevada's on defense, get off the field. Uh, Mm -hmm. Something to look at on this one. And some favorable percentages right there, if you think about it. Yeah. Um, then I guess my last one, I'm just thinking more of getting to the quarterback. Uh, against Portland State, they had four sacks. Obviously, Vanderbilt struggled to get to them. They had one sack last week. So, you know, Oregon, I think Oregon State's offensive line is going to be better than Portland State's, obviously. But That's a very good be, take. Good job. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, something I'm looking at, I've 
I bitched about it last week. I bitched about it on Twitter during the game. I was like, Nevada has to figure out a way to cover these tight ends. Portland State's tight end had a huge game. Um, we saw it again last week against Vanderbilt. Oregon State, not much going on at the tight end position as far as receiving the ball goes. They were relying on a triple, a couple true freshmen at the tight end position. One of the guys is Tegan Quitoriani. Quitoriano. Sorry, Tegan. But he's, he's a beast. He's 6'6", 250, yet to have a grab. So can Nevada's linebackers keep Oregon State with zero in the receptions category after the, after the first couple games? Something I'm looking at. All right. Biggest concern for you in this one? Overlooking Oregon State. Uh, they're hor- They're not very good. Obviously, we're talking about just any previous record. They've, you know, they've, they own the all-time series against Nevada. So even though the last game was 99, I think they played in 98, and I don't remember when the, the third game was. But, I mean, they're still Pac-12, so they're still going to be against some guys. And, uh, you know, obviously not did not show up the way we wanted last week. So I just think they got to, you know, basically reshift the focus, kind of go into the mentality the same way. Yeah, with Portland State, like we're, you know, it's a brand new game. We got to play this and go as hard as we can because even though previous record statistics, I mean, you can look into that all you want, but you know, they just can't be overlooking who's in your, who's on the field. Overlooking a Pac-12 team, that would that would be a bad look for Nevada going <laughs> off a three and nine season. Uh, I my thing I've talked about a little bit already is. Just what's going to happen in the trenches. If you get owned up there again, it's going to be kind of a similar story. I think Nevada will have more success offensively regardless this week. But if Nevada can't hang hang up front, it's going to be a similar result. Uh, I think Nevada's going to look at an L if you can at least hang around in the trenches. A little bit more deeper into the weeds on this. Oregon State, we talked about their ground game. They've broken off a lot of big plays early in the season. Um, they have 15 yards or 15 plays this season of 25 yards or more. Eight of those are on the ground. That's 25 yards or more. They have 15 of those already this season. They had 25 all of last year. So this is a different offense. We've seen Nevada's defense be susceptible to the big play early in the season. And you're not going to have Gabe Sewell for the first half after the targeting call at Vanderbilt. So I, I think given that big plays and in the trenches, um, how is Nevada going to fare against a Pac-12 team? Or a couple of things I'm looking at. Keys to victory for you. Get the ball in the air going. I mean, the, it was just a lot of missed, you know, missed uh, completions last week. Very frustrating. Um, so, and ultimately, yeah, obviously Nevada still has a good ground game, but they got to get the ball in the air moving quick. Yeah. So we don't want to harp on this too much. That that kind of plays along the lines of. I, I honestly thought you were going to say start fast. So I said, mm-hmm. I went the other direction. I said a non-slow start <laughs> to try to mix it up a little bit. Portland State was not a great start, and then they turned on the afterburners. Uh, Vanderbilt defensively made a few plays early. Offensively did not. really. The only really drive that Nevada's offense had the entire game was the last drive of the first half. So get going early for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess my second key, if I'm just to touch it real quick, is just finishing the second half because obviously the second half last week was not pretty. Yeah. So they're going to have to finish the game. Perks of recording the show with me in Vegas and you in Reno, it sounds not great on my end, so I'm hoping <laughs> that sounds okay when it's recorded, but I guess we'll we'll find out here. Um, I talked about getting out the field on third down. I think winning on first down is going to be something important this one in, 
important in this game also. We talked about Oregon State's ground game. They want to run the ball. If you can put Oregon State, a team that wants to run the ball, if you can put them in third and five, third and six, instead of third and one, third and two, and get them out of what they really want to do in this game, obviously a huge advantage for Nevada in this one. So what's going to happen on first down? If Nevada can make some plays on first down, some minus plays, I think that's going to be big in this one. You got any other ones? That's all I got. The last one I got is, I'm putting this one on the fans. All right, time to show up for this game. Attendance last year was really poor. There's been a lot made about attendance for Nevada football games. And an athletic department as a a whole really is only as as strong as the football program. Um, We can talk about how good the basketball program is right now, the revenue they're generating there. But everyone knows the money is in football. And the product wasn't great last year. But it's more exciting this year, certainly. You got a Pac-12 opponent coming to Mackey. It's a winnable game. It's an important game. We talk about Nevada being on the bubble in terms of a bowl game. I think this is one of the more exciting games in uh, the last couple years. I don't think that's ridiculous to say, considering who you're playing, considering the, the, I put in air quotes, the aspirations for the season. I think this could maybe be a turning point type of game if Nevada can win this one. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored, so it's going to be an exciting game. It's going to be a gorgeous day in Reno. It's a 4 o'clock start, so it's not at 7 o'clock. It's not at 7.30. It's not at 9 o'clock in the morning. It gives you time that you can sleep in and kind of get your life together and then head down to the tailgate. It's at a perfect time. So I'm kind of putting this one on the fans. Like, yeah, I'm in Vegas, so it's easy for me to get on my pedestal and say, hey, go to the football game. But, <laughs> yeah. But th- if there's ever if there was a game to go to, this is it. This is it. So I'm putting that one on the fans. All right. The betting angle. What's what's the spread in this one? All right. So when I looked at it from last night to this morning, the spread and its whole had shifted half a point. So I'm going to kind of do it the way I did last week, where you know I'll, set, I'll tell you what it is and give you a couple of stats or whatever about what can help you know make you decide. So right now the spread we're looking at th- Nevada is favored by three. It was three and a half last night. It's moved half a point down. So now it's at three. The two things I got to back it up, the Beavers are 0-4 in their last four road games. So obviously we can go back even to what you said. What was it 0-20? Well, they lost their last 20 on the road. Yeah, last 20 on the road. So the thing I was the website I was looking at last night only had to back to four. And the Wolf Pack are 5-0 and in their last five home games. All right. Those, those are the stats I saw. Um, then going on the total, the total is 70. Yeah. And if you look at if you look at Oregon State's last four road games, they've given up 77 at Ohio State, 69 at Oregon, 49 at Arizona, 37 at Cal. So obviously all Pac-12 opponents because of the end of conference play last year, but some big numbers, big numbers. Yeah, no kidding. I I, I knew the total in this game was going to be big just because these are two mm-hmm. offensive teams, and I don't think there's a lot to be. Uh, super pumped about defensively for either team. So mm-hmm. the, the total, I honestly thought it might be a little bit bigger than that. Um, oh, you thought it might be the most. I thought it might be, might be pretty large. And then, what would you say the spread was? Three and a half right now? Uh, it's three. Three? So it, dro- it was three and a half last night. Yeah, it dropped to three today. The total was 70 and a half last night, and that went down to 70. So if it's at three, that means it's basically, if it were an NFL game, it's basically a pick em, and you're getting about three points yeah, for being more- at home. More or less, yeah. Are you are you surprised by that spread? I honestly, I 
I thought Nevada would be favored, but I thought it would be either like one or one and a half. I didn't think it would be – I thought three was even a little big. Yeah, but it, it truthfully doesn't surprise, I th- it doesn't I thought surprise me. Not. Yeah, I thought it would be more in the one – I mean, it's not a huge difference between three or two or what watch it is at the end of the game. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I thought it would be in the like one, one and a half, something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I college, the spreads are bigger. I wouldn't be surprised. If it was Oregon State minus three, I would have believed it just the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, more or less, especially in college, pretty much just to pick them. Yeah. All right, we'll jump into predictions now. It's a home game, so we're throwing attendance in there again this week. Um, last week, I had Vandy winning. You let your pride get in the way against your buddy, and you you picked Nevada. So I'm 2-0 in the season. You're 1-1. One I actually had Vandy. I nailed Vandy's mm-hmm. score, by the way. I said it was going to be 41-30, so I wasn't even close with Nevada, but at least I nailed Vandy's score. Um, <laughs> this one, we talked about the total being 70. I think it's going to have a ton of points. I think it's going to be a close game. Spread, obviously. Vegas thinks it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a fun game. I picked Nevada in the preview episode. I think it was episode number two. And I'm going to stick with it on this one. I'm going to say Nevada... 38, Oregon State, 34. Jesus. Okay. It's, all right. Well, I'll give mine. I mean, they're pretty much right there. <laughs> but the, this, but it will have a factor into the total. So I also have Nevada winning. Yeah. But my score is 35-31. Okay. So we, we both so I, have both teams just kicking one more field goal. Yep, exactly. But uh, if you want to talk about the, the betting angle of it. Because you got, with your score, you're going over. Over all day. Yeah, and I'm going against my everything. Oh, so (laughs) lame. I think it's going under. So lame. Are are you going to bet on this game again? Are you going to bet Nevada again? Or you feel burned? I've I've literally, I've told myself since Sunday that I'm not going to touch it. But I know as soon as Saturday rolls around, I'll touch it. Getting that itch. Getting that itch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's how you know. That's how you know. (laughs) Um, for attendance in this one, um, I'll get, I'll, I'll get off my high horse now after I lectured all the potential people going to the game. I apologize. I, I got animated. I think, I just think it's going to be a fun game to go to on Saturday. I'll think it's, I looked at the weather. I'm super jealous. I'm beyond over, like football's on TV. It should not be a hundred degrees. Like I'm over it. I'm so over it down here. I was looking <laughs> at the weather in Reno. It's going to, I think it's going to be 77, 76, oh. a gorgeous day and afternoon kickoff. Just. Yeah, you cannot beat it. Love it. So the Portland State game, uh, Nevada drew a little over seventeen thousand five hundred people. But as we talked about in that show, there's a lot going on that weekend. It was Labor Day weekend. All the burners were out of town. You had the rib cookoff. It was Labor Day weekend. It was Friday night. So you had high school football. You had all sorts of stuff going on. This is a Saturday game. Not nearly the competition. Um, I went first with the score. I'll go first again. I think this can be the biggest crowd in a couple years. I think people will show up for this one. I think fans from Corvallis even may come down because Corvallis and Reno really mm-hmm. aren't that far apart. So I'm going to say 21-8, which would be the which would be the biggest announced attendance in a few years. Woo, that is up there. I am not going to be as optimistic on the crowd size. It will be bigger than the first game, but I said 18-8. Okay, so, so what was it? Seven, it seventeen three thousand people. Mm-hmm. All right, interesting. So, are, 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 you, are you going to the game? Yeah, 
Uh, I will be there. Yes, you're going. Um, pretty much. I haven't gotten my tickets yet. I, I haven't got my tickets yet or anything, but I'll pretty much do what I normally do: just buy a ticket and then just cruise around, get sneak in my box or something. There you go. That's usually my usually my Saturday go to. I won't be able to watch. I'm, I'm I'm flying to Seattle this week. I'm going to a wedding. Um, wedding starts at I think it starts at 4:30. So I will be unplugged. That. That's fan. That's fan. <laughs> All right. We'll get out of here with our one last segment. Random Reno. I think we're going to have a lot of fun with this one over the course of the show. Just random Reno facts. We have no idea if these are going to be accurate or not, but if the internet says it, obviously that means it's true. So I'll, I'll let you go first with this one. Mine comes from the background of Reno's name. So what I read okay. was the Reno's namesake, namesake, who has never been to Reno, but his name is Jesse Lee Reno. He was shot in a battle in Maryland. And I guess back then when you named cities, because there weren't cities here, obviously, before, it was customary to name train stops after fallen soldiers. And Reno was a train stop. Interesting. So there you go. Background of Reno's name. Obviously, um, I don't want to be insensitive here, but there were hundreds and thousands of people who died in wars. So who who gets to be chosen for a train stop? Like, I wonder how that would that worked. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, who who gets who? How do they decide, or whose name do they pick, or what? Yeah, Good I, question. Don't, I don't know. I guess I we'll know. find out next week. We probably won't, but <laughs> no, we definitely won't. Probably won't. We 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 are far too lazy to do that much research. Yeah. <laughs> um, the one that I had this week is yep. Reno. I have no idea when the date was on this, or if it's even accurate. But Reno was home to a chimpanzee named Washo, and Washo the chimpanzee was the first ever, at least first, I guess it was documented according to this story that I read. It was the first non-human to communicate through sign language. Washoe learned, I guess, 350 signs. So there's that. <laughs> what? That was the first one? That, the first non-human to communicate crazy. through sign language was Washoe the chimpanzee. But it's not like Reno has a zoo. So someone just had Washoe just hanging out. Yeah. And they taught him sign language? Well, I thought there was an animal sanctuary up, up near... I think I could... I swore there's like an animal sanctuary up near Stead. I could be could be wrong, but I thought I've heard that. You might be right. Who knows? Who knows? All right, and that yeah. is. Don't say Reno didn't give you anything, world. Oh, you just ruined my outro, dude. I was just getting into it. Brutal. And now that's all we got for the, for this week's show. Um, thank you to all of you for giving us a listen. A couple different ways to get involved in the show next week. You could leave a five five star iTunes review for the review of the week. Uh, not an incredibly deep pool this week, so pretty good shot. You'll get some love on next week's show uh, if you can hook us up with one of those, or you can shoot us a question on Twitter at the Reno Slant. Um, best ones we'll pick to read on air and to answer with a hundred percent correctness. Can't even debate it. We're going to absolutely nail it. Can't argue it. Don't want to hear it. And to all of you party people going to the game Saturday afternoon, if you can tweet us a video of you listening to the pod while tailgating, um, not only would that make our lives, that'd be, I think just super sick, but, uh, we'll hook it up with a retweet and then, uh, figure something else out. I don't know what we would even do. We'll give you like five shroot bucks. 
or something. So we'll figure that out then. Nevada, Oregon State, 4 o'clock on Saturday <laughs> at Mackey Stadium. We'll see you guys next week. Go back. Thanks for listening to the Reno Slant, the podcast for Northern Nevada sports fans. Until next time, and we're still not talking about the Loyalist Chicago tournament game.